What's up, guys? This is Jason Tulio and Steve Ventu, and welcome to the T2 Fight Project, where we talk about all things martial culture and combat sports. All right, so our, uh, another big guest this week. Um, this guy is actually going to be proudly flying the Philippine flag this weekend uh, on Fight Island. Uh, Mr. Mark Striegel. Stephen, when did you first hear about Mark Striegel? Uh, I actually heard of him from, I think he was, he actually had a Kickstarter program going. Or I'm not sure if it was Kickstarter or something, but there was a documentary made for him. It was okay. like, it was on, I think it was titled Mugen, if I, if I remember correctly. I'm not exactly sure what happened to, the, to that Kickstarter project, but um, that's how I first heard of him. And afterwards, I started following what he's been doing because, um, yeah, exactly. He was a wrestler from the States or Japan and then moved here to the Philippines and started training here. So with the wrestling background alone, I thought, oh, this is a great prospect. He already had the wrestling skills. It's more of just the striking. And then um, I saw his career from URCC to one, and now he's in the UFC. So that's actually really great news. Yeah, um, it was a pretty similar thing for me. I first started hearing about him. He's always been, um, in the last 10 years, he's been around the Asia scene, as you mentioned, um, going through one, fighting under Evolve for a little while, becoming URCC champ. And uh, yeah, it's been a pretty big roller coaster for him, but now he's, um, after a lot of years in the game, he's finally achieved his dream. He's going to be fighting this Sunday at a UFC Fight Island. So this should be a good conversation leading up to that fight. All right, guys. So with us today is Mark Mugenstriegel, who is scheduled to fight at Fight Island this weekend. So, uh, Mark, how are things going at Fight Island? How are they dealing with things? Good, man. Um, just got here yesterday. And I've already had two COVID tests done. And for the first 48 hours, we are required to, to stay in our room. So there's a 48-hour room quarantine. Um, only left the room to get our COVID tests. And um, yeah, everything's running along smoothly. There, there's, uh, there was a fight card yesterday that took place. And um, basically, the whole hotel is just for the UFC fighters and staff. And we haven't come into contact with any of the other fighters um, or corners from the other fight cards. So everything is really run um, efficiently and uh, separately. So what about the training? Where you, um, how are they managing that? Because normally they would have like a ballroom or something booked out, uh, training for, um, fighters training. How are they dealing with that? Yeah, we have our own uh, rooms with mat space and uh, other equipment. So it's uh, very nice. Okay. Um, actually, speaking of COVID, your first scheduled fight was canceled due to testing. Mm. Um, can you walk us through your experience from finding out you tested positive to booking your next fight? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I was crazy. So, of course, you know, coming all the way from, coming all the way from Baguio to, to Manila, you know, that was a story in itself, you know, just with the travel restrictions and then flying from Manila to Las Vegas and missing my flights and it was just a roller coaster ride to get to Vegas. And then, of course, I thought after all this time, you know, that, you know, I'm not going to get COVID because I was so careful traveling and I did everything right. And then sure enough, on the week of the fight, I was checked into the fighter hotel and I tested positive on uh, Wednesday, on Wednesday morning. 
um, right before the fight on Saturday. And um, I stayed at the hotel. The UFC told me to stay there um, and then leave the hotel, make contact with nobody, and to only leave the hotel when they give me the green light and to just go home. And that's what I did. And I stayed home and I quarantined myself at home for 10 days. And through those 10 days, yeah, I went through all the symptoms. So I was not asymptomatic. I got all the symptoms of uh, COVID, but uh, thank God I was able to recover healthy. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling great as ever right now. Feeling awesome. And um, yeah, big, big thank you to Ruby Sports and to uh, the UFC for, for booking a quick turnaround and uh, getting this next fight in order after that, uh, that first uh, failed botched uh, uh, attempt. <laughs> So how was that for you, um, sort of mentally, you know, being this close to fulfilling the dream? Um, you said you tested positive on Wednesday. The fight would have been on the Saturday or the Sunday. And then up to now, getting a new fight rebook. How was that for you mentally? Oh, it sucked, man. Of course, you know, it's, uh, you know, it sucked. But um, at the same time, you know, I was just like, damn it. Um, Got to recover now. Next battle is beating COVID and getting healthy and, uh, rebooking and getting another one in so i just prayed hard and prayed for that and you know thankfully my my prayers were answered and uh yeah here we are and to be able to go from apex the apex center in vegas which is cool of course but to be able to now go to fight island you know it's uh, it's a nice little upgrade you know so um yeah it's uh, it, it's worth it and uh yeah everything's fallen into place all right, so let's look forward now to your next fight. Um, you're fighting Saeed Nurmagomedov. He's 2-1 and one now in the UFC. Um, how do you see the fight going? How do you see your styles matching up? Yeah, you know, he's an explosive uh, Russian fighter. I'm an explosive Filipino fighter. He's from the mountains of Dagestan. I'm from the mountains of, uh, of Baguio. So this is, uh, you know, this is going to be an explosive action-packed fight. And I think I do match up very well with him. And... Um, yeah, just expect fireworks, man. This is going to be a nonstop action-packed fight. Um, so when you moved, when you went to the states, um, you've been training in Syndicate. How's that? How's it been training in Syndicate, and how does it compare to other gyms you've trained in? Yeah, Syndicate's an awesome gym. I've been training under uh, head coach there, uh, John Wood, and uh, a lot of great training partners, uh, Nathan Levy, um, who's also a training partner and also cornering me here in uh, Abu Dhabi and just a lot of great guys to work with, uh, great, great people that are regularly part of the gym and also a lot of good guys that are passing through um, while they're just coming into Vegas to train. So it's, it's an awesome gym and I'm, I'm definitely happy to have linked up with them and uh, be doing my camp uh, um, over there. So now, now that you've done a, um, a training camp in the US, how does that compare to normally your training camps in the Philippines? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's different, of course, you know, but um, I, think, I think one of the main differences, one of the biggest differences would be, I guess, the structure of it, you know, the structure of the, there's a little more structure here in the States, and uh, also the number of guys to work with, you know, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of really high-level guys that are, are, are my weight, uh, here at Syndicate, so it's been great just to work with, have that many different looks, and um, on a regular basis, and just having that structure to it. So, it's been good. Okay.
So um, you mentioned that um, you have a lot more guys to work with in the U.S. compared to the Philippines. Um, on that note, how do you see the current level of um, MMA now in the Philippines? And are we competitive in the world stage? Oh, no, of course, man. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and I think, I think Team Lakai has already done a great example, you know, um, showing that we are competitive in the world stage. Um, and I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, we continue to show that. And I think we, are, we I, th I think we have already excelled on the world, world stage, the global stage. And um, I think we're going to continue to do so. Um, I think when it comes to the Philippines and as a wrestler yourself, one thing that we're missing is kind of like wrestling. So um, do you think that Filipinos can catch up to other countries in terms of wrestling skills in MMA? And what more? Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys, I got to eat my dinner. I'm starving. Um, <laughs> no, I think that uh, I think that our wrestling is definitely is definitely up there, you know, and I've um, you know, I know some of the guys at WAP, a wrestling association in the Philippines, and I believe that the wrestling is, is, is up there and it's just going to get better over time, you know. Um, I mean, Filipinos, fighting is in our blood. It's in our DNA. You know, we've always excelled in boxing. But, you know, some of the, the grappling martial arts, I guess, like, uh, like wrestling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, you know, we're still, we're still progressing, but I don't think we're we're very far behind you know i mean we have uh, bjj world champions already like uh, maggie ochoa and um you know judo we've always excelled in judo um and i think wrestling you know i mean at the sea games i think we won three or four golds in wrestling so we're 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 well along man i'm 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 stoked for the future of combat sports in the philippines all right so uh, you mentioned earlier about the roller coaster ride you had going from Baguio to Manila to Vegas. Um, given the travel restrictions now, um, what's your plan after this fight? Are you flying straight home or are you looking for a quick turnaround? Are you going to stay around in the States? I'm, uh, well, if the it's funny. If the first fight happened, the one where I got COVID, I would have looked for a quick turnaround. But now we're approaching December. And it's, it's getting a little close to the end of the year. My wife's um, baby is due. Second baby is due in December. So wow. right after this fight, I'll be flying straight back from Abu Dhabi to Manila. Um, and we'll join my family in Baguio for that. So I'm excited to go home. You know, it's, it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time training, long time away from the family. So definitely missing my wife and my parents, my, my one and a half year old boy, Maxi, and excited to, to greet, um, our new daughter into this world. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you guys. Actually, we've been watching your blog and as someone who's been weight cutting, how was your visit to Walmart and how does it, <laughs> how does it compare to SNR? <laughs> That's a great question, man. Um, you know, it's uh, Walmart is a magical place where all your foodie dreams can come true. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I've really been enjoying my Walmart trips, man. Just the the variety in America is it's ridiculous, you know. The the just the the sheer amount of goods, you know. If you're looking for crackers, you know, go to the cracker aisle, which is you know 50 feet long, and you know take your pick of vegan crackers, uh, 
um, I don't know, fat free, fat free crackers, like, oh, this is the crazy assortment, you know, just the sheer amount of stuff that they have is, is awesome. So dieting for this camp, I've definitely spent a lot of time at Walmart um, looking at things that I can't eat and also buying things that I will eat. So I've sent uh, three Balik Bayan boxes back home already. And uh, those will be uh, arriving in Baguio shortly. And I'm looking forward to eating, um, eating all the contents there for sure. And to answer your question, how it compares to SNR, it's, it's a different animal, man, you know, because uh, SNRs, well, they have Costco here, right? Well, Costco is SNR. And I, I've been to Costco out here in, or out in Vegas. We're in Abu Dhabi now. But I've been to Costco and um, Costco and SNR are the same. But Walmart is Walmart's different because um, it's a lot more quantity, I guess. A lot, a, lot more, a lot more stuff. Just bigger variety, bigger selection than, um, you know, than Costco or SNR. All right. So, Mark, it's been a really long training camp for you from Baguio to Manila to Vegas to, um, to Abu Dhabi. So um, once the fight ends, once the, you know, the events are over and stuff, before you fly back home, what's the first thing you want to do and why? Before I fly back or when I fly back? Before you fly back. So what's your plans in like Abu Dhabi? Because right, um, some people want to do the F1 track or yeah. some mm. want to enjoy the food. So what, what, what do you want to do in Abu Dhabi? I'm going to get back to my hotel room and I'm going to order the whole room service menu. <laughs> and then I'm gonna put it all on the bed, and I'm gonna take a beautiful picture, and I'm just gonna enter a feeding frenzy and have a glorious food coma with Netflix on in the back, and a video with my wife and uh, family and kid back home. So yeah, that's that's the game plan, guys. <laughs> that sounds glorious. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been to UAE. I'd recommend getting the lamb. It's really good. Yes, yes. Unfortunately. I mean, where we're at right now, a lot of things are closed. But okay. um, yeah, but room service, I'm sure I can find some good lamb on the menu. So I'll, I'll look for that. Thank you, bro. Have they been like, how, how has the dieting been? Do they, how do they provide the food? Do you give like a calorie count or do, they, do you give your macros? And then they'll prepare the food for you or? Um, yeah, yeah. U UFC, can, UFC does a great job. They have, uh, they have the Performance Institute in Las Vegas where... Um, if you're a UFC fighter, you're able to pick up meals. They provide meals for you and you can uh, give them details on your macros and calorie count and you can kind of uh, build your own meals, you know, uh, build your protein. If you want lamb, um, salmon, pork, you know, uh, turkey, something with less fat like turkey or chicken, uh, you can do that as well. So it's, uh, it's been great. It's been very convenient and, uh, and uh, easy. And out here, they, they provide meals for the fighters. So I have my three meals that are delivered uh, every day. And um, right now I'm on, yeah, I'm having my uh, small portion of mashed potatoes, which is great. Can you tell us more about the Performance Center, actually? Is it like as beautiful as they say it is? The equipment is fantastic and everything? Oh, yeah. No, the, the PI, the UFC Performance, uh, the UFC Performance Institute, we call the UFCPI. Um, yeah, beautiful facility, um, amazing. There's, uh, well, they have the cafeteria, 
where you can uh, customize your meals and basically get and eat whatever you want. Um, the upstairs where a lot of my uh, vlog footage was uh, shot and uh, some of my stuff on Instagram. They have a cage, they have a ring, um, treadmills, pull-up bars, um, lots of fancy stuff, you know, stuff that I don't even know the name for. Oh, excuse me. And then, um, oh, the recovery center, which is really cool. And I've spent some time there. The recovery center, they have a jacuzzi and an ice bath right next to each other. And then they have a, a sauna and a steam room also in the same area. And then right on the outside of that, they have a cryotherapy chamber. So um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with cryotherapy. It's, um, it's basically a, um, like a, um, I don't know what you call that. It's this, this chamber, chamber, yeah. Chamber that you stand in and it, uh, the temperature inside the chamber drops very, very low for a short amount of time. Uh, to get rid of lactic acid and get rid of inflammation. So it's very similar to doing an ice bath, but um, in a very short amount of time. So it only lasts like three or four minutes. So I've tried the cryotherapy. They also have an infrared bed that you can lie on, kind of like, like a tanning bed. It looks like a tanning bed, but it's for muscle recovery. And it um, shoots these cool uh, red-looking infrared beams, which are for muscle recovery. So Lots of really cool uh, equipment and uh, things to work with. And on top of that, there, there are trainers there on site that you can book uh, appointments with and uh, they'll give you a workout um, and they can check your, check your vitals, check, uh, you can do a bunch of physical tests with them just to see where you're at for your overall performance. So I was able to, uh, to do that with them. We did like a, a few baseline tests just to see where I'm at and, uh, and uh, where I need to get to and uh, things that um, things that I excel in and things that I need to improve in. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's state of the art. Do they provide um, like technical coaches there, like boxing coaches, jiu-jitsu coaches, or is it all just um, strength and conditioning stuff? Um, I think if you want to, yeah, if you want to do more, technical work then you should you bring your own uh, team teammates or coaches but i i heard that the one because they do have a ufc pi in china in, in beijing actually but i heard the one in beijing is actually three or four times bigger oh, and wow. that they yeah and, and that they have uh coaches there on site too so um a little bit of a different setup in vegas but for for more technical work and coaches that are non-strength and conditioning related, that would be uh, Beijing PI. Okay. Right. Uh, actually, I saw you like um, I saw your, your Instagram stories and your Instagram post. You've met you've taken pictures with a lot of athletes. Was there one where you actually got starstruck, like Forrest Griffin or DC? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I think the funny one was Forrest. I was, I was, uh, I was on the treadmill, and I was finishing my my run. And um, this guy with the mask on came over and he just started chatting me up. And it was really nice, you know, and just genuinely asking me questions about my workout and, you know, what I do as a fighter and my weight cutting routine and whatnot. And I couldn't tell it was Forrest because he's got this giant mask on, right? And I don't know, about five, 10 minutes into the conversation, I'm like, I think that's Forrest Griffin, but, but I, I don't really know because he's got this crazy 
mask on. It wasn't like a normal like mask. It was like one of those big white ones, you know? So um, I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a chance. So I told him, I'm like, hey, um, can I get a picture? I'm a big fan, you know? And of course, it would have been funny if he took off the mask and it was just some random guy, you know, that, that happened to be staffed there. But, uh, you know, sure enough, he took down the mask and I was like, King, okay, I guess, I guess right. It is Forrest Griffin and got a picture. And yeah, that was my, I guess that was my starstruck moment. And uh, yeah, that was my fanboy moment because, yeah, of course, I, I was in high school watching The Ultimate Fighter season one, you know, watching Forrest Griffin um, season one and, you know, and then later watching him win the, the light heavyweight title. So it was, it was a cool moment for sure. Ah, cool. All right, sir, before we go into battle this weekend, any final words, anything you want to say to the fans? Yeah, man. Hey, uh, thank you, everyone uh, back home for all the support and love. I definitely feel it on social media. Um, you know, when I got COVID, then uh, recovering, and, and now definitely feeling the vibes and the, the good vibes. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, yeah, please tune into my fights. October 17th over here, October 18th over there. And uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an action packed fight. And I promise to bring it and represent the country. And uh, thank you so much guys for all love and support. Stay safe and uh, God bless. All right. Mark Mugen Striegel, ladies and gentlemen, Mark, thank you so much. Thanks brother. You guys take care. All right. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, brother.